After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Oh, oh, oh. 
Hello. Hello, Mama. Hello, darling. How are you? Terrible, Mama. Terrible. What is it, sweetheart? Tell Mama. Oh, Mama. Oh. Mama. We're snowed in here. Oh. The car wouldn't start this morning. <laughs> I think both kids have the measles. Oh. The doctor can't come until five o'clock. I'm coming down with a cold. The freezer is broken and all the food is spoiled. <sighs> and the house is a mess. And on top of that, Mama, 20 ladies from my Hadassah chapter are coming for lunch at one o'clock. <laughs> Mama, what am I gonna do? Don't worry, sweetheart. Mother is here. <laughs> First of all, I'll go to the supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. <laughs> then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad and I'll take the train. Oh, Mama, I don't Please, want darling, you. it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus and from where the bus stopped, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. And for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed and for you, I'll change the sheets and I'll give them an aspirin so they shouldn't yell and I'll clean up the house and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies, they'll love it. Just don't worry, darling, everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Oh, Mama, thank you, I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What Sam? Sam, your husband! My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont 71166? No, this is Tremont 71177. Does that mean you're not coming? <laughs> One of our absolute favorites from what we call our Adar comedy segments on the first day of Rosh Chodesh Adar here at JM in the AM. It's Thursday morning on this February the 15th, day 30 in the month of Shvat. Today is the first day of a two-day Rosh Chodesh. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, including Yalaviyavo, Hallel, I guess I should say half Hallel, um, a special Torah reading, Mosaf, Barachinavshi, and of course, whatever your Nusach, whatever your custom calls for on a Rosh Chodesh morning, make sure to include it this morning. It is, after all, Rosh Chodesh Adar. And we are ready to increase the joy. After all, Mishanich Nas Adar, when we enter the month of Adar, we increase the joy. And uh, today, if you were paying careful attention, you may have noticed we tried to include Simcha in as many of the opening songs as possible. Miami had the Simcha song, Micha Gammerman with Simcha Gedola. Yeshiva Boys Choir had Simcha. Shalshelis, brand new with Bisimcha. Nitzotzot was done by Yaakov Shweki. Machar, a big Simcha selection, I would say, by Mordechai Shapiro. And, of course, Regesh, Modaani opening things up. And we say good morning. 45 degrees outside. It's New York City with cloudy weather and a high temperature of 61. Rain tonight. Showers tomorrow morning. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 57. We're at 45 in New York. Rosh Chodesh Adar 5778. Two weeks away from Purim which is two weeks from today. Big day for us here at JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. Thursday always is. And a reminder, especially with all the news that's happening now, Malcolm Honeline tomorrow morning at 740. He is scheduled to be with us from Jerusalem 
Should be very interesting to get his take on what's happening in this interesting Jewish world and Israel world of ours. That's all coming up tomorrow right here at JMNAM. So plenty happening today, plenty tomorrow as we get set for President's Day weekend. I'll be in Los Angeles, as I said, on Monday. Hope to see everybody Monday night at the Gindi Maimonides Academy uh, 50th anniversary celebration with some amazing Jewish music artists, including uh, Yaakov Shweki and Avram Fried and uh, Simcha Liner and Baruch Levine and Cantor Helfgott. It's really going to be an amazing show. That's at the Wiltern Theater on uh, Monday night um, in L.A. And um, and we're very excited to be part of that. It's part of the big Simcha here in the month of Adar. JM in the AM as we continue. Thanks so much for tuning in. More to comedy segments and more of an Adar-themed Thursday for you at JM in the AM.
May I have your attention, please? 
This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one, to my son, my beautiful boy Sheldon, my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two, to my beautiful daughter Jane, with a Y, To that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. <laughs> to my lovely daughter Jane with a Y, tax-free one million dollars. Oh. Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Tov. <laughs> Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life, to the lovely Miriam I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> the white Chrysler Imperial with the white side walls and the prince's telephone, the Picasso from the back of the store, my Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag, and tax-free two million dollars in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. <laughs> Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. Esther goes to see King 
Achashverosh was out at appointment. Esther invites King Achashverosh to a party with Haman attending. Meanwhile, Haman makes a 50-foot tree intended for Mordechai. At that first party, Esther invites Achashverosh and Haman to a second party. This time, Esther tells Achashverosh of a plot to kill her people. Achashverosh asks, who is this wicked person who wants to kill the Jews? Esther answers, it is Haman, and he is standing right there. Later, Haman is hung on the same tree meant for Mordechai. And in 1987, Schlockrock sings all about Purim in the song called...
this next song is a great combination made non-stop by the genius Srolam. Oi pure moi 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 pure Yes we celebrate the on the pure Yes, we celebrate and it's a mitzvah to drink a little wine or more than a little wine and to see on the streets if you should put it Someone likes to drink a glass of wine dry. A vice does lose his touch. Someone likes it better if it's vodka or scotch. I don't really care what it is. The ikir you get a drink, that's his. Put him, we celebrate. Misha Nechnesu de Marbim Basimcha. I, I can't wait oh, Wherever you go on Purim You see the happiness on their face Oh, I would make Purim more often during the year More such happy days So sing along with me the Yom Tev Purim, we will see. Who knows? In Yerushalayim, may it be. When we will sing together. You. Hi, 
Light, isn't it? Very nice. By the way, I can't help but admire that fabulous diamond ring you are wearing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's 40 carats. <laughs> it's the famous Plotnik diamond. The Plotnik diamond? Forgive my ignorance, but I'm not familiar with it. Well, uh, between the Star of India and the Hope Diamond is the Plotnik Diamond. I never knew. You know, 
I would give anything to own a diamond like that. Oh, believe me, you wouldn't want it. Along with this diamond comes a case. The Plotnik case. The Plotnik curse. Isn't that romantic? Not so romantic. If you know what kind of a case goes along with it, it's terrible. What is the curse that goes along with it? Mr. Plotnik. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it must be Rosh Chodesh Adar here at JM in the AM, America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. I am thrilled that we are in a, the Adar season. Let's go through, as we do our news from Israel, you'll hear Gali Tzal coming up in the background. Let's go through some of the uh, selections you've been listening to. Lipa Schmelzer with the Purim medley off of the event album, Paul Zim had La Yehudim Haisa Ora. Achash Verosh, that was Shlakrak, Chaim David Burson with Simchas Olam on this Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Bisimcha morning. Michal Przanski with Simchat Chatanim off of Prus Control. Thursday morning, Rosh Chodesh Adar, it's JM in the AM, big day here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Lots of stuff coming up, and I mean lots of stuff. We'll have all those details, of course, for you. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov and Chodesh Tov from JMN. Galitzal Asha Shtaim, Kanrani Ofnai, Ima Shekorei Achshav. המשבר בטבע, הנהלת החברה תסגור את מפעל פלנטקס בנתניהו ותפטר יותר מ-200 עובדיו. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה, ניתאי ענבי. בשעה זו צפויה הנהלת החברה להודיע לעובדים על סגירת המפעל הקימי בנתניה בהמשך לתוכנית ההתייעלות הנרחבת הכוללת פיתורים של יותר מ-1,700 עובדים בישראל. מההסתדרות נמסר, ההסתדרות מגבה את העובדים, בימים הקרובים נשב עם ההנהלה למשא ומתן באשר לעתידיהם. שוב הנהלת טבע מוכיחה שהיא שכחה שישראל היא בצד תקדימי הוענק מעמד פליט למבקש מקלט מאריתריאה שערק מהצבא שם לאחר ששת אלפים בקשות דומות נדחו, כתבנו ניר שוויד. עד היום דחתה רשות האוכלוסין באופן אוטומטי כל בקשת מקלט שנשנה רק על עריקות מצווה אריתריאה. בפסק הדין העניק בית המשפט לערעורים בפעם הראשונה מעמד פליט במקרה כזה, בטענה שעריקות יכולה להביא לרדיפה על רקע פוליטי. מדובר בפליט האריתראי האחד עשר המוכר בארץ, וייתכן שההחלטה תגרור בחינה מחדש של אלפי בקשות מקלט דומות שנדחו. תינוקת בת שמונה חודשים נמצאה מתה במעון בירושלים, כתבתנו מיכל צ'ין. התינוקת שעתה אצל המטפלת שלה בשכונת ארנונה בירושלים. המטפלת השכיבה אותה לישון, ולאחר כמה זמן, כשלא הצליחה להעיר אותה, הזעיקה צוותי מד"א שנאלצו לקבוע את מותה. המשטרה חוקרת את נסיבות המקרה. שמונה שנות מאסר נגזרו על הרב ישעיהו ריזקן, שהורשע בביצוע שורת עבירות מין בקטינה, כתבתנו פיי גוטמן. הרב הורשע בשלוש עבירות של אינוס במרמה וכן בארבע עבירות של מעשה מגונה במרמה במתלוננת שמשפחתה החרדית שייכת לקהילתו. בהכרעת דינו נקבע שניצל את מעמדו ובכך השיג את הסכמתה לאנוס אותה ולבצע בה מעשים מגונים בשלוש הזדמנויות שונות. היום נגזר דינו לשמונה שנות מאסר, בנוסף יפצה את המתלוננת במאה אלף שקלים. הפרקליטות סגרה מחוסר ראיות את תיק נגד יואל עזרזר, לשעבר מנכ"ל עמותת חברה קדישא ברעננה וסגן ראש העיר. עזרזר נחקר בחשד לביצוע עבירות שוחד, עבירות מס, מרמה והפרת אמונים, אך לאחר הליך השימוע הוחלט כי לא קמה תשתית ראייתית מספקת להגשת כתב אישום נגדו. 
עיריית חיפה ואיגוד ערים לסביבה דורשות לבצע בדיקה במפעל כרמל אוליפינים שבמפרץ חיפה בעקבות שתי תקלות בלפיד הבעירה אשר הוא באחרונה. כתבנו קובי מנדל. עיריית חיפה והרשויות המקומיות שבאזור מבקשות מהמשרד להגנת הסביבה לבדוק באמצעות חברה חיצונית את הנעשה במפעל כרמל אוליפינים וזאת לנוכח התקלות החוזרות ונשנות במפעל, תקלות שבאו לידי ביטוי בלפיד הבוער בעוצמה חריגה. לטענת הרשויות המקומיות שבאזור, אשתקד נספרו כבר חמש תקלות, וכי הדבר מהווה סיכון אפשרי לתושבי האזור. בפרלמנט בדרום אפריקה מושבע בשעה זו סטיריל רמפוזה לתפקיד הנשיא, לאחר התפטרות ג'ייקוב זומה הלילה, כתבתנו אינה אנטונוב. רמפוזה בן ה-65 היה סגנו של זומה ומונה לעמוד בראש מפלגת השלטון. אבי האומה הדרום אפריקנית נלסון מנדלה אף ראה בו את יורשו. הוא ייכנס לתפקיד הנשיא לאחר שאמש זומה הודיע באופן רשמי על פרישה ונכנע ללחצים מצד מפלגתו בעקבות פרשיות שחיתות רבות בהן נקשר. והתחזית הטמפרטורות גבוהות מהרגיל לעונה, מחר בשעות הערב הגשם חוזר לסירוגין, מלווה בסופות רעמים וחשש לשיטפונות באזורים המועדים, תחול ירידה במידות החום. אלה החדשות שעורך מירון ששון. Hey, 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 it's Purim. Grab your groggers and come to shul to hear the Megillah. How Hashem helped Mordechai and Esther lead the Jewish people to victory. Hooray! And when we hear the name Haman, stamp your feet, make lots of noise, or boo, boo, boo. Show Shannas Yaakov, so hello v'sonei, Fabir of Samyachat, Velas Mordechai. Show Shannas Yaakov, so hello v'sonei, Fabir of Samyachat, Velas Mordechai. Chew a song, chew a song, Oy Yisolanezach. Chew a song, chew a song, Oy Yisolanezach. Chew a song, chew a song, Oy Yisolanezach. Sick for some the hold or hold Zeresh, 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 Zeres
אסתר ברוכה, אסתר ברוכה, אסתר בעדית, וגם החרבונה זכור לטוב. Hamantash, let's make a hamantash now. Nash, nash. Hamantash, let's make a hamantash now. Roll and roll the dough with me. Make it flat and you will see. Haman's hat was just like that. Let's make a hamantash now. Nash, nash. Hamantash, let's make a hamantash now. Hamantash, let's make a hamantash now. Pinch and squeeze the dough with me. Pinch and squeeze and you will see. Hamantash hat was just like that. Let's make a hamantash now. Hey there, Chaim. Hi, David. And hi, it's Batsheva and Chavi. Wow, great costumes. For a minute, I thought it was Mordechai and Esther and Achashverosh and Vashti coming to deliver Shalach Manos. Wow, those Hamantashen look great. Vina hapa, 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 vina היהודים המו בשונאיהם, אשר ישלטו היהודים המו בשונאיהם. Once there was a wicked, wicked man, and Haman was his name, sir. He would have murdered all the Jews, though they were not to blame, sir. Oh, today we'll marry, marry be. Oh, today we'll marry, marry be. Today we'll marry, marry be, and not some hamantashen. And Esther was the lovely queen of King Ahasuerosh. When Haman said he'd kill us all, oh my, how he did scare us. But of his cruel and unkind ways, this little joke did cure him. And don't forget, we owe him thanks for this jolly feast of Purim. Oh, today we'll marry, marry be. Oh, today we'll marry, marry be. Today we'll marry, marry be, and not some hamantashen. Oh, Achashverosh Oh, Achashverosh Oh, Achashverosh Ha'amolech me 
many mitzvahs and so much fun. Our Purim Suda is almost ready to begin. We gave lots of matanos le'avyonim, money to the poor, and invited lots of guests to our home. Yehudim le'yehudim ha'isa'ora v'simcha v'sason v'ikar Yehudim le'yehudim ha'isa'ora v'simcha v'sason v'ikar Yehudim le'yehudim ha'isa'ora v'simcha v'sason v'ikar Yehudim le'yehudim שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני, היי תשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים, היי שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני, היי הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים,
איזה חמודים אתם. אז ילדים, בואו נעשה שמח! מי ש, מי ש, מי שנכנס עדיין, מרבים, מרבים, מרבים בשמחה. מי ש, מי ש, מי שנכנס עדיין, מרבים, מרבים, מרבים בשמחה. מי שנכנס עדיין, מרבים בשמחה. מי שנכנס עדיין, מרבים בשמחה. Come on, come on. 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 Come
Children, now we will play a game of association. As I call on each of you, just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Billy Davis. My daddy's sending me to camp this summer. Good. Now, Alice Thompson. I like to play with dolls best. All right, Alice. And now, Jack Adelstein. I pledge a thousand dollars. Uh, but thanks to everybody, by the way. This is a good opportunity as we play our comedy segments to thank those who pledge $1,000 or any amount to our uh, amazing Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Much appreciated at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. 
uh, whether you like the month of Adar or any other month that we uh, present our programming here at JMNAM and the Nachum Siegel Network, it is much appreciated in keeping us going. Thursday morning, it is in fact Rosh Chodesh Adar. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Micha Gammerman had the Purim medley. Omar Adam with Mapecha. You heard Purim done by Uncle Maishi off of his Jewish holiday favorites. It's Rosh Chodesh Adar after all, so we are filling the morning with great selections and wonderful comedy segments. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari. 9.30, Spin Class, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder on the latest political news. Jew in the City Speaks, Project Makom is the focus of Allison Josephs at 10 a.m. Miriam L. Wallach will speak with Craig Dershowitz of Artists for Israel. That's at 10.30 on That's Life. Again, Craig Dershowitz, Artists for Israel. Live lunch will happen at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, then throwback Thursday. And um, JM Rewind, Encore coming up at 4 o'clock. And the Erev Shabbos Show, Mark Zamek. Uh, the Erev Shabbos Show presented by our friends at Kedem. That happens at 7 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. Probably no better way on a uh, on a Rosh Chodesh Erev Shabbos to get ready for Shabbos than with the Erev Shabbos Show. That's Mark Zamek, 7 p.m. tonight. Yeah, it, already, it will already be the second day of Rosh Chodesh, and it'll be our Erev Shabbos already, uh, presented by Kedem, and of course, we thank them. Uh, JM in the AM Thursday, looking at, oh, speaking of school, that was the focus of the um, comedy segment a moment ago. Um, listener Devorah tells us, Chodesh Tov Nachum, not sure how it is there, but Rosh Chodesh Adar is a terrific fun day in Israeli schools. Many high schools have Ma Pechan, which the students get to be principal. My first grader told me today that she's excited because today her school turns into a shoe store. Hope that doesn't cost us because it's a girls' school. <laughs> Looking forward to the vaudeville acts, which always make me laugh. Those are the comedy segments, and I thank you for that. Uh, then Chef Red says, if Nachum's playing comedy segments, it must be Adar. He's right about that. Listener Yitzhak wishes us a uh, Chodesh Tov. His Alanisim request from the Yeshiva Boys is coming up next. Um, Chodesh Tov to you and Klai Yisrael. Please remember that in yesterday's attack, which was so brutal and uh, so devastating in that school in um, in Florida, um, at least one victim, um, a- a- according to the uh, uh, the news in our community, um, was from our community, Rachel Baslea, Rachel Baslea, and uh, one of our listeners reminds us on the app about that, and. Um, what else do we have here? We have here an amazing NSN app that takes your comments and requests and gets them to us ASAP. So if you'd like to tell us anything, go to the NSN Nahum Zeal Network app for Android and iPhone and do so ASAP. Yeshiva boys, Alan Isim, it's Adar, or at least Rosh Chodesh Adar at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Yeshiva Boys by request with that Al Hanisim on a Thursday Rosh Chodesh Adar. Thanks so much for tuning in. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Rav Zebed of Yosef and Zechonishmas Esther Basar of Yosef Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Chaviv Adam Shenivra B'Tselem. A person is precious, endeared, because we were created in the image of God. The great Gon Ravaran Kotler, the Rosh Hashiva of Lakewood, explains that the Chavivus of a person is the fact that it was created in the image of Hashem. There is an additional Mila that we all have, and that is that we are called Banim Lamakom. We are children to Hashem. It comes to teach us that if a person does not have Derech Eretz, that if we don't have that respect, then we do not have that special dearness 
but still we are called Bonim Lamakom, children. And it seems that our, it seems, unfortunately, that our, um, oh, there we go. Alto Slabotka walked around in shoes that were not shined properly. The Alta rebuked this particular bocher. He said to him, is this the way that you relate to people? You have to understand with whom you're dealing. You are dealing with a tzedem alokim, someone created in the image of God. Whoever is pogea, whoever insults another person, it's like he's pogea in the Shekhinah Dosha. Only after we're aware of this fact can we appreciate how important it is to be medaktek, to be so careful in everything that we do. Rabbi Yehuda Leib Chasman once said, what is the tova? What is the great favor that Hashem let us know this? And he answers by a way of a marshal. There were two lonely anim, poor people. They went from door to door to collect charity. One day, someone put a treasure underneath the oven of one of the anim without his knowledge. As long as the poor man doesn't know about it, he has no advantage over his friend. He'll remain poor He'll starve for bread, just like the other poor man. However, as soon as he finds out about it, he turns into a wealthy man, and he shakes off the chains of poverty. The difference between the person that knows and the one that doesn't is the difference between poverty and great riches. That's why Hashem let us know that we were created in the image of God. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A. I'm not quite sure what happened there in the middle of Rabbi Goldwasser's presentation, but uh, Baruch Hashem, we were able to get all of his words in this morning, and I, of course, thank him for that. Rosh Chodesh Adar morning, J.M. and the A.M. on a Thursday, the Tikva Institute for High School Students has announced a new summer program in partnership with the Maimonides Fund, which will begin in the summer of 2018. The program's geared toward Jewish public and private school students who are motivated to learn more about Jewish philosophy, culture, and history. Students who will attend this two-week immersive summer institute come with a sparked passion to learn more about the intersection between their Judaism and the modern age. The program aims to flame that fire by offering courses with seminar leaders and lecturers who encourage dialogue and debate. Rabbi Mark Gottlieb is with us live via telephone. He is senior director of the Tikva Fund and founder and dean of the Tikva Institute for High School Students at Yale University. His work at Tikva is focused on cultivating faculty and student talent and developing programs and curricula that fill an intellectual void and prepare future Jewish leaders. Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, Chodesh Tov, welcome to JM in the AM. Good Chodesh, Nachum. It's uh, great to be back on, on the program. I appreciate that very much. And I, I don't mean this is not at all a derogatory comment. It's more an analysis of the system that you're introducing here. It, it sort of reminds us of a Talmud Torah or intensive Jewish course for those who simply don't have that type of uh, a curriculum in their regular schedule. Well, I think I think that's a fair framework to to begin to 
to understand what what we're trying to do. I, I think we're trying to go beyond the the paradigm of of the Hebrew school um, or the Talmud Torah because uh, for as as much as those institutions were were desperately needed, um, you know, many many times they didn't spark that that flame and and they weren't able to to push. Uh, their students beyond a perfunctory, you know, uh, yeah, sometimes, learning. Yes, sometimes or, it did the opposite, <laughs> frankly, as we know. Or, or the opposite. <laughs> right. <laughs> sometimes it did. Uh, not not again, a, not, not a condemnation of the system, simply that's, you know, sometimes the byproduct, unfortunately. No, uh, but, 100%. And, and that's, I think that was part of the inspiration of, of this new program was to, to create uh, the the context of of a passion and an excitement through engaging students in in contemporary thought using Judaism as the the kind of screen in which they value and judge and eva- and evaluate uh, issues in politics and economics right. and social thought. And again, so, and again, I, I I really I'm not trying to make comparisons, but in this case, in the in the pro- program that you're introducing. Number one, it seems voluntary, which obviously goes a long way. Yes, and number of two, and number two, it's geared to those students who, who really enjoy the intellectual pursuits. And if it's an intellectual pursuit that has to do with our people, our history, our heritage, our philosophy, you know, current events, and and all those things, all the better, right? No, no question. It is a self-selecting pool. Um, in that sense, it is totally voluntary. Um, but you know, these these kids, they they might not get an opportunity to to learn in, in an intensive fashion and you know we're we're trying to create the conditions of you know deep inquiry deep learning uh you know fascination with a topic through its its relevancy um towards you know the broader areas of life which presumably the kids do have but it's the yiddishkeit right it's the the grounding in in traditional texts and foundational Jewish ideas that that we're hoping you know will be new and fresh and exciting and inspiring for them. Rabbi Mark Gottlieb is with us. Where will this? Where will the two week summer program take place geographically? Where's it going to be? Yeah, so um, it's taking place in New Haven, Connecticut, at Yale University. It's based on the Yale campus. So, is there a which, chance you would attract students nationwide, or is it simply going to be a Northeast type program? Oh no, we we attract students from not only across the country, North, North America, but we have uh, applicants from England, from Australia, from Vienna. Uh, we've had kids from Israel. Um, you know, what's important to, to note here is that this new program is essentially a sister program to our uh, longstanding Tikva Institute for High School Students um, at Yale. It's our seventh season, actually, and the, the the distinction, what makes this new program unique, is that we've created a, a curriculum designed, you know, specifically for the needs of a public school or non-Jewish private school student. Um, the, the the program, in its origin, was uh, was geared towards any Jewish kid, day school kids, yeshiva high school kids, as well as um, non-day school kids, and and we've done really well with that program, and it finally uh, dawned on us that we could create a, a second program that 
really gets to the needs of this population, this right. crucial population of kids that aren't getting formal Jewish education, how many that the, aren't getting, yeah. How many does the first one attract? How many students traditionally are, are in the first program, the one that's seven years old? Uh, about 60 students wow. from, from across the country and, as I, as I said, even from, right. you know, from places Around as far flung as Australia and Vienna and, and, and England. Very interesting, I'll tell you. Yeah. I, I, am, I am proud <laughs> of the next generation. There are many who are really academically inclined. Are there other attractions? The academia, obviously, I assume the, the roster of lecturers is an attraction in addition to, frankly, you know, visiting Yale and its environs. Sure. No, Yale is, is a lovely place. Uh, it's, it's got that, that sense of history, that gravitas of, of being in a place where at least traditionally, you know, great learning took place. It would get us uh, to another conversation about what the state of the modern university is today. Right. Um, but, uh, no, the, the environment is, is highly conducive to, to learning and thinking and the roster of, of teachers, of faculty are first rate. Uh, we get people like Mayor Soloveitchik and Ruth Weiss and Elliot Abrams, uh, Dara Horn, um, uh, Shuli Taubas, a young, a dynamic, uh, teacher, um, Other speakers that would be familiar to this uh, audience included by Dr. Jacob J. Schachter and Dr. Daniel Gordas. I mean, you have a really impressive roster. Sure, and, and you know, we we try and and bring teachers that are not just scholars in their field, but also great communicators, great pedagogues that can really engage the student, that can communicate to the student. Um, we'll have people like Danny Ayalone, right. the uh, ambassador to the United Nations. Uh, and all of them realize they're not just lecturing. They are also possibly being a conduit to not just attracting these students to Jewish academia, but maybe attracting these students to the g greater Jewish community. Of course. It's key that, that our faculty don't just remain you know, the, sta the sage on the stage, <laughs> distant <laughs> from the students. <laughs> they eat their meals. They, they sit with the students during you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and engage with them in, in an informal way as well as what takes place in the seminar room. So it really, that's part of that immersive experience. It's not just that they're, they're tucked away, cloistered at, at Yale for two weeks, but right. they're, they're fully engaged 24-7 with the ideas, uh, with, you know, with Judaism, um, with traditional texts, with these great ideas that made our, our people proud and, and that have influenced the entire world, really. All right. The Tikva Institute for High School Students, a new summer program in partnership with the Maimonides Fund geared toward Jewish public and private school students motivated to learn more about Jewish philosophy, culture, and history. It starts a two-week program on June the 24th. I would guess, uh, and we'll give out the in a moment the, uh, the web address for people to apply, for students to apply. I assume anybody listening to this show, if they know any academically inclined Jewish student in, in that type of environment, private school, public school, but obviously not a, a Jewish day school environment, they should encourage them to apply for this, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, if you have a, a colleague or a coworker um, that kid is, is in, this, uh, in this community of, of learning and you think that they would be a great fit, by all means, uh, share, share this news with them. Let them know about the program. And even if you if you are a yeshiva high school student or a parent or grandparent of a yeshiva high school student, um, spread the word as well. Um, our 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 traditional program 
is is one with a long history now, and uh, we'd love for more more kids to know about our program. Does so, that one also um, kick off in grateful June? Grateful to be here. Does that one also Pardon? kick? Does that one also kick off in June? It does. Same dates. Same thing. Same right. dates. Mm-hmm. Did the two groups get a chance to mingle? They they do get a chance to mingle, and and we try to do that strategically and sensibly because these are kids coming from you know sometimes very different cultural backdrops. But right. of course, if you bring Jewish kids together that are passionate about ideas, you know you want them to get to know one another. You want them to to help and you know show each other you know what what it means to be a, a Jew living in the modern world. The program is a division of the Tikva Fund, the philanthropic foundation and ideas institution committed to supporting the intellectual, religious, and political leaders of the Jewish people and the Jewish state. For information to apply, etc., here's what you need, everybody, to spread that word, MaimonidesScholars.org. Simple as that, MaimonidesScholars.org. If you utilize that website, the student will have an opportunity to apply uh, for this special program, which begins the 24th of June up at Yale University. And again, I think we all have... Uh, an obligation to at least think if there's somebody uh, within our circle, friend, relative, business associate, etc., who they themselves or have if they have a a child uh, who would fit into this type of program, it would be an amazing academic experience, and obviously we pray an amazing Jewish experience as well. MaimonidesScholars.org. That's plural. MaimonidesScholars.org. Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, Senior Director of the Tikva Fund, Founder and Dean of the Tikva Institute for High School Students. A pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so uh, much. And I, always I, a pleasure, Nachum. Thanks so much for having me. I, a pleasure. I hope this program becomes as successful as its predecessor. Amen. Amen. Because you, you really have something here. It's amazing what our what the next generation of students are able to juggle academically. It really is amazing when you compare it, I think, to, to previous generations, including mine. And uh, yes, and to add this to their summer schedule will be fantastic. Thank you, Rabbi Gottlieb, and be well. Thank you. Good Chodesh. Be good, well. Good Chodesh. Happy Purim. Thursday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. My thanks for I, Mark Gottlieb. Very important program. Again, MaimonidesScholars.org. Everybody out there, utilize that address. If you know somebody uh, who has a child who would fit perfectly into that type of uh, a situation. want to remind everybody that Americans for a Safe Israel and a coalition of other organizations as well have announced a protest this coming Monday, President's Day, noon, 12 noon Eastern time at the Isaiah Wall. That's 44th Street and 1st Avenue in New York City across from the United Nations. The reason they're gathering there at noon on Monday is because there is a scheduled speech by Mahmoud Abbas of the PA at the United Nations. Excuse me. Protesters will be gathering with American and Israeli flags with uh, appropriate signs for a... Um, for a uh, protest like uh, they, they, they've planned. And uh, for information about any of it, you can contact AFSI, 212-828-2424. Uh, 212-828-2424. It's President's Day on Monday. Make some time at 12 noon in New York City to be at the protest across from the United Nations at the Isaiah Wall. More coming up. It is Rosh Chodesh Adar, and this is JM in the AM.
יעקב, צהלה ושמחיו, בראותם יחד את חילת מרדכי. שושנת יעקב, צהלה ושמחיו, בראותם יחד את חילת מרדכי. שושנת יעקב, צהלה ושמחיו, בראותם יחד את חילת מרדכי. שושנת יעקב, צהלה ושמחיו, בראותם יחד את חילת מרדכי. תשועתם היית לנצח, ותקוותם בכל דור בדור. תשועתם היית לנצח, ותקוותם בכל דור
This court will please come to order. Mr. Rabinowitz, you are the foreman of the jury. Have you reached a verdict? Judge, Your Honor, we have been listening to the facts in this case for six weeks, and it has been a wonderful experience for us all. We, the jury, would like to thank you for the way you have conducted this case. Thank you, Mr. Rabinowitz. But the verdict, please. Certainly, Your Honor. We, the jury, Mr. Cohen, Mr. Fine, Mr. Landsberg, the lovely Mrs. Belkowitz. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Robinowitz. You're welcome. <coughs> Mr. Robinowitz, the verdict. Coming, Your Honor. Mr. Goldberg, Mr. Katz, <laughs> Mr. Stein, Mrs. Cantor, Mr. I'm not lovely. The lovely Mrs. Cantor. <laughs> lovely. Mr. Rabinowitz. Mr. Finkelstein, Mr. Bloom, and Mr. Pinkus the Furrier. <laughs> Your Honor, the 12 of us have spent the past four days in the jury room debating this case. And we examined the evidence pro and con and backwards and forwards to decide in the American way, did he or didn't he do it? <laughs> Mr. Rabinowitz, the verdict, and now. Immediately, Your Honor. <laughs> we, the jury, after careful deliberation on this case, have decided we shouldn't mix in. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> One of our favorites. One of our favorites. Comedy segments. It's Adar. It's at Rosh Chodesh Adar on a Thursday here at JM in the AM. Oh, yes. We love Rosh Chodesh Adar, don't we? Mishinichnas Adar Marbim B'Simcha. And for us, there's no Simcha like the comedy segments, that's for sure. Shalshalas Jr. had Alanisim, Shoshanas Yaakov, Shlomo Katz, Avrami Flam, was Vinahapochu. You'd think it's Erev Purim here, the way we're going at the JM and the AM this morning. That's for sure. Speaking of Purim, don't forget YachadGifts.com, YachadGifts.com. Um, they are located at 1545 Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. Plus, of course, you can go to the web, yachadgifts.com, for your handmade gift baskets to support the training and employment of individuals with disabilities. They do an amazing job over there, and uh, they have plenty of Purim uh, stuff. I mean, plenty of Purim material, uh, Purim items. Uh, don't forget, coming up at 9 a.m., Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari. 9.30, Spin Class with Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder, the latest political news. Jew in the City Speaks, Allison Josephs at 10 o'clock. 10.30, Miriam L. Wallach has Craig Dershowitz of Artists for Israel on the That's Life program. Live lunch will be at 11 a.m. Uh, we'll do our Throwback Thursday, our JM Rewind Encore. And then at 7 p.m. tonight, the Arab Shabbos Show with Mark Zamek, presented by our friends at Kedem. Make sure to be tuned in. It's an amazing, brand-new, fresh show. And again, a big thank you to our friends at Kedem. Don't forget, you could sponsor part or all of this amazing broadcast. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org for information about that. Achiezer Dinner is tonight. Last-minute information for the Achiezer Dinner at the Sands. Achiezer.org. Again, that's Achiezer.org. And Mazal Tov going out to the Weintraub and Grossinger families. Hershey Weintraub, Yenti uh, Grossinger, they're getting married tonight. That is happening in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And um, we wish them a very, very special mazel tov from all of us here at JM and the AM, from the extended 
Weintraub and Siegel families. Mazal Tov. We are 62 days away from Israel's 70 when we're in the Holy Land celebrating the 70th birthday of the State of Israel. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
and stand for a tale so grand Shushan is the place where it all began The hidden miracle One man, second in command Slay all the Jews with his wicked plan A scheme so miserable He chose a day for the disaster It's ironic what came after He didn't know a girl named Esther Would turn it upside down So raise your glasses if you can see The hidden meaning It's right in front of you We will never be, never be anything but proud To tell the story Fan out for who Won't you come on and come on and raise Pulling strings from behind the scenes She wore the royal crown Three days the Jews just prayed Queen Esther risked her life Went to save the day She took Haman down The streets were filled with celebration Everyone ate Haman Tashin Jubilation for the nation Before I go, I want to tell you that after I'm gone, 
You should give the store to our son, Jack. But, Papa, you know Jack. He always wanted to make changes. He'll run it down. Better you should give it to Joey. Okay, Mama. But the house in the country should go to our daughter, Ethel. Papa, what does Ethel need that big house? They have no children. She'll never use it. Better you should give it to Doris. Okay, Mama. <laughs> but the new car, I would like for our Freddy to have. Freddy? But, Papa, you know how crazy Freddy is with his reckless driving and with the girls. Better you should give the car to Jack. <sighs> Mama, who's dying, you or me? <laughs> There it is, one of our great comedy segments for the month of Adar here at JM and the AM, and that is a good one. A Thursday morning broadcast with a full Thursday schedule for us here on a Adonachum uh, Single Network. Before the comedy segment, you heard the Maccabees with Purim. Machar was done by Mordechai Shapiro. Uh, 11 minutes after 8 o'clock, plenty more coming up. We're here until 9. Then, of course, Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness. It's all coming up. Keep it right here on our Rosh Chodesh Adar morning at JM and the AM. Kishe Adam Lime Toido, Oi Shelly
Ohad, star of the uh, Kosher Halftime Show 2018. If you haven't seen the Kosher Halftime Show yet, search it on YouTube or go to our Facebook page, Nachum Siegel Network on Facebook, and enjoy it. Great production. I know there are a lot of people out there, both young and old, who are watching it over and over and over again for good reason. It's a lot of fun, and uh, you should check it out. Uh, before Ohad, you heard Simcha Leiner, Marake, doing a lot of Simcha today because Mishanichnas Adar Marbim B'Simcha. It is Rosh Chodesh morning here at the JM and the AM, and we have a very, very special guest with us live in the studio. Unfortunately, Rabbi Rothwax is requiring that I go through the dinner information first before I introduce our <laughs> special guest, so I got to do all this boring dinner info first, and then we will get to someone who is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the star of the upcoming annual benefit dinner for Sinai, and of course, a uh, a very welcome visitor to our studio. We'll start with Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax, of course, who certainly is welcome here. He is the Dean of the Sinai schools on February the 25th, 10 days from now. It's a Sunday night at the Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck. We get an opportunity to celebrate the amazing work of Sinai. Information, sinidinner.org or 201-833-1134, 201-833-1134. There are many distinguished honorees. Rabbi Yisrael Rothwax, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thanks so much for having us this morning. A pleasure to have you here. Sinai continues to do unbelievable work. Must be incredible for you as you continue to meet people who are the fruits of the very hard labor of the staff of Sinai, both today and from past years. A lot of people put in a lot of work to improve the lives of a lot of students out there. It's true. You know, people ask me often, what's the uh, secret ingredient to the recipe of Sinai? And it is... You know, hands down, an incredible, incredible staff. Yeah. Um, and you'll hear from Malcolm obviously, in a minute. We certainly will. Uh, how old is Sinai? This organization has been around for how many years? 36 years. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that uh, it's so successful. It's, uh, or, or I should say the opposite. It, it's the, the fact that it has such incredible lasting value and has such a, uh, you know, has been doing so much work for so many decades is testament to how, to how successful it's been. Uh, the Sinai Schools, for those who are not familiar with the uh, incredible operation that you run, how would you describe it? Uh, we are blessed to have partnerships with six different schools, with uh, Joseph Kushner Hebrew Academy and their high school, the Ray Kushner Yeshiva High School, and YNJ, and TABC, and Mayanot, and Heichal HaTorah, and uh, Mirza Hashem this fall uh, with SAR as well. Oh, nice. And... Um, through our partnerships with these schools, able to have a place within the Jewish community that is truly inclusive uh, and offers individualized and specialized services for kids with with special needs. So parents don't have to choose, do I have to send my kid to a place that has really excellent education but 
you know, I'm going to have to sacrifice the, the Jewish environment or have to push their kid through, you know, a typical yeshiva where they may not be getting the services they need. Here, um, there, there's, there's no sacrifice and, uh, and kids could be getting what they need. All right, Rothwax is here, Dean of Sinai. And we should mention as you go through that list of schools, you're taking care of K through 12. Those schools combined are taking care of a variety of grades from kindergarten through 12th grade. Correct. So elementary school, high school, and you mentioned SAR, you're adding the entire elementary school, right? So we're going to start with uh, with the little guys, first through uh, third grade to begin with, and then over over the years uh, grow through uh, through the eighth grade. The dinner happens on Sunday, February 25th. We cannot emphasize enough how necessary this dinner is. Uh, Every dinner obviously raises funds for the organization, but without this dinner and without support of the community, it would be impossible for parents to afford what's necessary for you to provide for them and their families. Parents are um, desperately in need of the support that we're giving. It's really expensive. Major scholarships you are giving. And I mean, for those of us who have benefited from scholarships, as we said to our kids to school, yours are major, major scholarships because the cost is even higher than what we're used to at regular Yeshiva Day schools. By factors of two, three times in terms of the number of scholarships that we're providing. And um, not the, the amount of money in terms right. of each 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 family needs, and uh, and correct you know parents wouldn't be able to do without it, and and our our dinner is a testament to an amazing community. We you know going to have almost a thousand people in that room, um, you know a handful of whom are are Sinai parents or board members, right. but um, vast majority of people who are just. Uh, I shouldn't say just, right. but who People are members of the community who, who recognize that every kid needs a place in the yeshiva um, and who uh, come out to support us every year. All right, you have a long list of honorees, thank God, because they help uh, you know in, increase the circle of support, which is always important. Um, we want to recognize Ruthie and Chazen Shim Kramer, good friends of the show, of course. Uh, they're being recognized by Sinai on the 25th of February. Amy <laughs> and Dr. Joshua Fogelman. Dr. Perla and Dr. Uh, Gerardo Yablanovich. I hope that's uh, pronounced properly. Lawrence Insera and the Insera family of Insera Supermarkets. They're going to receive a community partnership award uh, on the night of the 25th. Plus, Shimmy Stein, somebody very familiar to this neighborhood, because his roots are on the Lower East Side, he'll get the Shomer Sherit Yisrael Award. There'll be a special tribute in memory of Jacob Weinstein. When, when he passed away, um, the few people that I know who are directly involved in the Sinai program were devastated. Um, one cannot express the amount of, uh, of um, the amount that he put into each student and how much nachas he got from those who progressed through the ranks, so to speak. He was an unbelievable person. He's, you know, one of those people who um, not only cared so deeply about everybody, but everybody knew it. Right. Right. So, you know, when, when kids would walk into the building and they, you know, that they had a tough night before and they were just not in the mood for school, you know, getting that, that high five from Jake and the smile and a few words of encouragement kind of took them through the rest of their day. He was, he was a very, really incredibly special person and we, we miss him dearly. A uh, special tribute to the associate director, Jacob Weinstein, at the dinner. And uh, information about all of this, SinaiDinner.org, SinaiDinner.org, or 201-833-1134, 201-833-1134. And now it's time to introduce our special guest. Uh, premiering at the Sinai Dinner uh, will be a film, I guess it's a film, right? short yes. film, Walking Through Fire, Overcoming Disabilities and Painful Loss. He, meaning Yaakov Gutman, rose to create his own destiny. Yaakov Gutman is a Sinai alum. 
He's star of this year's feature documentary at the Sinai Dinner on the 25th of February, and he is here at JM in the AM. Welcome. Breeze that up. Welcome. Shalom, shalom. Great to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yaakov reminded me that we did, another, did have an opportunity to speak when JNF arranged for a conversation between the two of us. That was around the time uh, when they were focused on the incredible work of uh, the fire departments that they helped support and help, um, uh, I guess, support up in, uh, in Israel. Yeah, uh, JNF, um, JNF is a huge, 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 huge supporter of right. the uh, of the Israeli Fire Department, and uh, especially during the time, it was right around the time uh, in November of 2016, where we we're having the uh, the intense fires through Israel. We had three days of right. incredibly, incredibly hard fires, and a little bit after that, um, the JNF said, "Look, we really would like you to speak to to Nachum to really, you know, get the message out there and talk about what you went through." I was working; I literally worked for 72 hours straight. Um, it was a, it was a hard and long shift. And I can only yeah. imagine. And the suspicion was arson, correct? The suspicion was arson. Uh, there were certain cases of it, but, um, <laughs> there were some just natural cases of, right. you know, apartment fires and, uh, and wildland fires that just went out. You went to MTA? I did go to MTA. When were you first introduced to Sinai? So when I was first, unfortunately, uh, just to go back in my past, sure. when I was, uh, when I was 10 years old, unfortunately, my father passed away. And uh, eight months after that, my uncle passed away, and I uh, completely shut down academically. And I um, so you're what fifth sixth grade? I was about fifth grade. It was about fourth grade, Mm -hmm. and then fifth grade, fifth through eighth grade. I was uh, fifth grade. I I went to Sinai, and then I was there from fifth through eighth grade. Ninth grade, I actually went to TABC for half a year. Um, Fortunately, I was too far behind the ball at that time. I had I was uh, I I was um, put down into uh, into Sinai. And then from there, I decided the best place would be for what was going on at that time. I went to uh, MTA in the Patak program. You were living in what neighborhood at that time? Bergenfield. Okay. Where my mom still lives now. So you go through high school. You had mm-hmm. this Sinai experience from 5th through 8th. <laughs> yeah. And I would guess if you're here as an honoree mm-hmm. and you've come all the way to Manhattan <laughs> to join us in promoting this dinner, those four years were quite significant for you. Yeah, um, I went into fourth, fifth grade, not learning how to, not knowing how to read. Literally, literally, could not read. You going to give me a book? Hebrew, that, English didn't matter. No, nothing. Um, I have, uh, you know, if you read my IEP or whatever it is, it, I, it's written down of extreme dyslexia and ADD and all that other, you know, junk that goes along with it. Do you mind if I ask how old you are now? Thirty-three. Thank you. So you go through all this, and that's mm-hmm. the situation in fourth grade. Sinai is introduced to you, right? Right. They recommend it, I guess, at that point. Uh, it's it's recommended to my mom. Right. Obviously, the educators. You know, at that point, um, after the the tragedy that I went through with my father uh, passing, you know, I, I I wasn't in a place to be able to say anything. Uh, you know, what my future was. I didn't even know right. what anything was. And the educators at that time and my mom decided this would be the best option for me to uh, to better my education, and. I went through, you know, I, I went into Sinai as a very angry child and a very, you know, unaccepting, uh, to say the least, or, or stubborn. Uncooperative. Yeah. Uncooperative. That's a good word. I like that. I'm very, very Remember good word. That one. Yeah. You should have brought his like wife that. on in the studio. Yeah. What did you say? You should have brought his wife in the studio and see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then you really would have seen what it would have said, right? Um, so, you know, very uncooperative uh, individual at that time. And really just against the system, you know, really just did not want to be there, didn't want to be a part of it, didn't want to do anything. And um, the staff there really saw something in me that I didn't even see myself. And Mrs. Karp, who is one of the, uh, the educators now, she is the dean of, uh, the associate dean of, uh, of the school, 
um, decided, okay, here's some, here's some potential in a kid. Let's see what we can do with it. And after hours of school, she sat down with me and taught me the Wilson program, which is a program that teaches you how to read and break down words. Um, actually sat with me for hours and we're like hours upon you hours. You remember this process. Oh my God, it was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I hated every hour of it. I love her. She's great. But man, that was, you know what I'm saying? You had it. So you were cooperative enough to sit down and do it, but you still hated the whole experience. Well, again, that cooperative word right. is really strong <laughs> right. there. Forced, you know, strongly was, suggested, right. Forced, strongly suggested, <laughs> gun to your head, whichever you want to you know, put it out there. You know, um, no, in all honesty, I really realized that if I don't get my act together, I'm not going to be able to succeed in life, period. And this is what, fifth grade? This is already at uh, fifth, fifth, sixth grade. Wow. Yeah. So you go through all those sessions. When do you say mm. to yourself, okay, now I know how to read? Like, when does it... When, when does I it hit picked you? up the book and could read. Right. And that's what, is, that, is that in sixth grade? Uh, no. I mean, Even it, really, it, it, it was a long, long period of right. time until I really could read fluently. I mean, it was breaking down words. It was learning. It was, in a sense, learning the alphabet over again right. and learning it a different way. You know, kids who, are, who have these uh, learning disabilities, you know, think in a different way and think outside of the box. Right. And, and excuse the silliness behind this sure. question, but I'm being serious. How different is life when you know how to read? day and night it is day you know night. imagine you're walking down the street and you want to go for pizza right right so you see it says rico's pizza i didn't say it says rico's pizza i looked at the symbols i looked at the pictures the picture of the pizza you pie. know i look at you know at the design of it right what does it look you know, like what does me? it look like right. i mean again i don't remember so much of that time right. and what it was differently but i but the social pressure and the social difference of did all friends, my friends did they know you couldn't read so it came out you know, uh, friends of mine were saying, "Hey, man, look, you know, uh, come over, come over to my house, so we right. can, uh, so we can do science homework or do math homework." So math is no problem. I got numbers, all good. We can fly with that. Science homework comes out. We got to read about photosynthesis and biology and anatomy, and physics, or whatever words, it right. is. And I'm going, uh, you know, all right, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go get a snack. I got to right. go run somewhere else. And I'd get out of my turn, and all of a sudden, you know, friends would come over and be like, "Can you read?" And I just sit there and go and like, look, man, unfortunately, no, I can't. And to be clear, and it's not that Yaakov didn't know these things. He was learning them in class and knew what photosynthesis was. But when it came down to reading right. from the book. Couldn't right. see it in a right. book. Right. No, so again, I, w I was an auditorial learner. If right. you spoke it, you know, if you spoke with me and everything else, I could verbatim put it back to you with no problem. But if you opened the book and gave it to me in front of me, it's like, you know, a monkey looking at Chinese. It just wouldn't work. Unbelievable. Yaakov Gutman's here. Um... Can we call him an honoree? We can call him an we honoree. Definitely We're can. calling him an honoree at the Sinai dinner on the 25th of February. All right. So, I, I, I mean, unfortunately, the clock forces us to do this a bit more quickly. As many, I, I do have other questions I'd love to ask you about that experience. But at some point, you graduate elementary school. And when <laughs> you did. do graduate elementary school, are you at the level of a regular eighth grader or not? So, I took my level from a fourth, fifth grade reading level, science level, math level, et cetera. And I moved it up as close as I could to eighth, ninth grade with all of the help of the teachers, the staff at Sinai. While you're tutors, in eighth, ninth grade. When I was in eighth, ninth right. grade. Um, and I got up, you know, most of my levels, I did get up to that math. Uh, I did science. I did history. I did. Uh, but unfortunately that time, my, um, it was actually my Gamara, uh, skills at that time, which weren't up to par. And I failed Gamara for ninth grade. And that was the cherry on top that put me into the Sinai program again for the second half of ninth grade. Right. Um, and then you eventually graduate from MTA. <coughs> yeah. Knowing as you're going through your 12th grade graduation, mm -hmm. that without the early experience that you described with Assistant Dean Karp, 
mm-hmm. you would not. It would be impossible for you to have been there. Hundred percent. Not a chance. There's no question. I mean, you know, a teacher has a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to either. And I was speaking about this with Robbie Worthwax on the way, on the way uh, uh, into the show. Was that you have a wonderful opportunity as an educator. You can completely demolish a child with easy words, or even with easier words, you can lift up a child. You know, saying to somebody, hey, it's going to be tough, but we'll get through it together, is the greatest thing you can say to a kid because all of a sudden he feels that he's got somebody behind him who's going to help him move forward. But it's even easier, in a sense, to really say to somebody, all right, take care of it on your own. And, and to put this into you know, context, this is from a conversation we were having before about humility. Right. And Yaakov is saying, I don't know, people call me a hero. I'm not a hero. I mean, I save lives. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I do, and, and I, get, I get why it's important and why maybe some people you know, wouldn't have the guts to do that. But the real heroes are the teachers. And right. going on, you know, It's 100% true. Yeah. You leave MTA. Do you then go through what we might regard as a normal course after that? I don't know, Israel or not Israel? So I left MTA, went to uh, Yeshiva Leva Torah, oh, which is in Rabbi Shemesh, where Boaz Mori is the Did you enjoy that experience? There. Best experience. It's a great life. school. Wonderful, wonderful place. Amazing education. And they take care of Israeli soldiers, by the way. That is 100% You're, you're familiar correct. with that. That was <laughs> probably the, the only one. Well, I got to be careful saying this, but let's say, th- say it this way the only American type school that has reached out to Israeli soldiers the way they have. Let's put it that way. Um, I, we can't I can't, I can't say yeshiva. other schools right. and the Hezder Yeshivas and all the other Mechina programs well, and everything else. Well, would be a different else, type category, right. But, right. I mean, yeah, they are very, very strong, very Zionistic, right. very proud of of us, of the students that went to the Army right. and that have... Uh, Did you go right after that? I went, I went, so I went for my year in Yeshiva. Um, I went from that to the Army. Was mom okay with it? Mom... T- Okay is a really tricky word. <laughs> she, she doesn't like yeah. what you're doing now, probably. Right. Um, no, my mom saw that the Army could do really well for me. And my mom has this wonderful gift that if she sees that there's something positive for her children, she'll be behind it no matter what it the cost is to her right. or her sanity. Right. You know? Um, Yaakov Gutman's here. Now... Your arms are huge, and I would assume that that's part. I, I would assume that that's part of because of the job you have. Were they like that in the army, or this, um, is, this is a recent development? Uh, no, I mean I I, I I won't call my arms huge, but uh, well, I, I do work any out. Any observer would say yeah. so. I, I, it does help in your profession to have, yeah, to have, have added to, strength. Right? You have to you have to be in shape. You know, to be a fireman, you have to uh, you have to be in shape. You have to keep up with your right. with your physical ability. Um, you know, we've had fires on the seventh, eighth, ninth floor, and you know, I had to run up, deal with a fire, pick somebody up on my shoulder, carry him back downstairs, and Taco, you can't you do that for a small person. What, I mean, what the, your nickname is? What is uh, your nickname? No, nah, my nickname is the Grizzly Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is uh, that's uh, that's quite something. Schlepping yeah. someone after seven flights up, and uh, well, you know, that's that's what we do. Right. You know, the only way to save lives. Rabbi's job is to make sure that the future education of this world makes sure that it's on the right way. Yours is to inform people, and make sure that everyone's informed correctly. Mine's to run up and down a building and work out. At what point did you say to yourself, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a firefighter. So after the Army, I, um, I came back to America for two years. Uh, you know, I did some odd jobs here and there, and I came back to America for about two years. And I, uh, I worked as a, as a fireman, a personal trainer, and plumber. Um, Jersey? I, in Jersey. Okay. And, um, and, uh, and, and it was around that time where I started saying, okay, what do I want to do with my life? How can I help? How can I make my life something that when I turn around in 40 years, I can turn around with a smile and say, hey, I did something. 
So, you know, being a plumber is a wonderful thing. You help people, you know, sure. you, you made sure that they didn't have problems in the house, whatever it is. Personal trainer, you got people in shape, you got people healthy. It was a wonderful thing and it was a great, great uh, tool to have, you know, in my arsenal, but it wasn't enough for me. And I went, I went in and I, and I went into firefighting and I said, okay, all of a sudden, you know, light switches went on, you know, the halo around my head went, ah, and it was great. Hmm. Um, and I said, this is what I want to do. Now I got to go back to Israel and go do it. And not do it here. It wasn't of doing it here. It's just Israel's my home. Right. Israel is the you know it's the, it's the Jewish homeland. So what they what they say when this American kid wants to be a firefighter in Israel? We're not taking you. Yeah, that, that's what I figured. <laughs> they were, me, not, they were not that five years. Right? It took me about uh, practically five years because to get we the know about there. the uh, especially in this area. Frankly, we know historically how it was very difficult to break into the fire department in these parts, especially like I say. It's in this, even more so in Israel. I can imagine that it's even yeah. more. What do we call it? Provincial, right. Than it is here. Um, it's a it, and five it, years of what of begging of 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 applying of doing what how to you prove yourself yes all of that stuff <laughs> of I, breaking I mean, down most, doors most people would talking give up to people. after a few months you know look I mean um, my mother and my father were were people who, who showed me certain tools of dedication and believing in yourself and believing what's right and if you think you know what's right and you really put it to the test and you really have a dream and a goal that you want to go after. Why go not? For it. And keep going for it, even if it takes yeah, five years. I mean, years. look, if someone's going to say no to you, that's just another so, hurdle you got to jump over. So you entered a fire department in Israel. In what area of Israel? So I work in the Tel Aviv Yafo area. And you have since you started? Since I started. You're Tel Aviv Yafo. That's like that's like the, that's like a big. Uh, it's the we're the second <laughs> biggest station in the country. What's we, the first? First is Be'er Sheva, just because of the size of the amount of right. land that they have, right. but we have the highest population. Um, we have. Where would I find you? What street is the firehouse on? We have five different firehouses. Are you in all? Could you be and any we of them? circle through them uh, periodically, depending. Is there one need. on Dizengoff? There is not one on. Dizengoff. Is there one in Yafo itself? Yes, there's on Derch Benzvi. Is there one in? Um well, where's that great restaurant? <laughs> it's a frame <laughs> of reference. It's here. always about food. Is there, is there one in Karamate Manim? No, there isn't. Is there one near it? There is. It's close. In case the chef but, burns you know, something. Look, uh, <laughs> we, we trust that you know we set up all the systems prior to you That's know true. and right. made sure that everything was okay. But um, it's closeish. But so uh, you know the whole geography there. I wouldn't say know the whole geography, but I have a solid understanding. I mean, if of I it. said get me to Maganda, you could do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you needed, you got I'm no problem. Think, I'm trying to think of the most recent one we were at. And I just yeah. I can't. I can't figure it out. But anyway, it's one of those places open till three a.m. But I just can't remember. That's anyway, a lot of places. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Tell I've been too many places Look, open till three. I can tell you this. What about anytime. the Namal? Are you, is there anything near sure. the Namal? We have uh, on uh, on reading on the you know the Namal start starts down from Yafo goes all the way up to right. uh, the Namal, which is right by State. Dove, where right. the the uh, the Air Force base is, so right. That's there, why you always see planes when you're eating dinner. Yeah. yeah, so we're right there, we're right there on the coast. Uh, that's one of our main. That is our main station in Tel Aviv. It's on Evan Gvirol two three one Evan Gvirol. For all the listeners out there, if you're ever in Tel Aviv, you're more than welcome to come stop by the station, come see the trucks, come see us. We're more than happy and always have a door open. Just please know a little bit of Hebrew because some of the guys <laughs> don't know English. Um, no, but again, everybody's always open. At what point in all of this did you feel accepted? I'm sure day one was hard. Right. Accepted as a brother in the firehouse. Yeah, like, you know, this second kid, second you finish training, you're a brother. You know, you got to go through. Even though you're probation. an American and you might have a slightly American accent, all that doesn't stuff. matter. You know, my my first, I'll tell you, my first day, we get in and there's a very big tzirut, uh probi process. You know, probationary right. member they have to get through, and 
what you do is, you know, you, you start off at the low, it's a hierarchy. You start off the low and you build yourself up. And our first, uh, my first day there, we had a, uh, we had a fire in a shul on 86. In Tel Aviv? In Tel Aviv, 86 Ben Yehuda. And they, we had a run up to the fourth floor and all of a sudden there's an incredible amount of gear and everything else. And I was all geared up and jacked up and ready to go. And I just grabbed all the gear that I could put in my hands and on my back and everything else. And I just ran up behind my commander and just started running with him. And he took, turns to me after the fire and he goes, why did you carry 80 kilos worth of stuff up the stairs? You could have given it to somebody else. I go, well, we had to get upstairs. We had to do it. And he goes, ah, this is why you're grizzly. You're cool. You're good. You're in. <laughs> and you make yourself a name for and yourself. That was day you one. create yourself. And that was day one. And from mm -hmm. that, I springboarded forward to, you know, to doing to being not only one of the bigger and stronger guys, but one of the guys who's not afraid to, you know, take the next step and just run in and take care of business. Does your um, does your department like the FDNY have added responsibilities? Not only fires. I mean, they take care it's of fire and rescue. So it's yeah. everything. Yeah, we take care of everything. So if you know, some, if cat some, stuck in a tree, burning building. Well, if someone, God forbid, has a heart attack, they may call you. So we have we. So the way it's break broken up in Israel is that you have police, uh, fire, and EMS are all are three different bodies. Right. So if somebody has a heart attack and needs medical assistance, so they have to call one hundred and one. Unlike here. Unlike here, right? right. Here you call nine one one. You and get and the dispatcher will send you out to whatever right. it is. In Israel, you call one hundred for the police, one hundred and one for ambulance, one hundred and two for fire. And for all the listeners out there that are going to Israel, those are three numbers right. that you must remember when you come into the country. Right. Uh, Yaakov Gutman's here. Uh, I know we have to talk about the Sinai dinner, but there's... <laughs> no, <laughs> Do they know in the firehouse that you're being honored? Uh, yes, because we did the video there and we filmed there, oh, yeah? but I didn't explain to them right. in depth what everything was. It's just, you know... I'm going to America, I'm, you know, and I got to speak at a dinner. All right, batzalacha, have a good time, right. good luck with everything. They'll see the video on right. Facebook. And then the eventually after. they'll see the video right. and everything else, and I'm sure I'll get ripped for that one when I get back to the station. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Firefighters true. are not, not, not easy. Great people, but not easy to deal with. When, what percentage uh, of the department are datim? Is there a statistic? Uh, I don't know the the, the statistic a lot, of though, it. Or not uh, that very many. small. Very small. Very small. You know, you work on Shabbat. You work right. on uh, you work on Chagim. Uh, since I've been a firefighter, I haven't been you know I haven't been home for Rosh Hashanah. Um, I haven't been home for actually it's not true. I was home for one seder, I think. Yeah, I was home for one seder, but the next day I was right back on shift. Are any of those nights particularly active, or it could be seder a night is always active for some reason? I don't you know. You think because all the is. cooking or all the no, not it's not not connected to you know seders or Jewish mothers right. or anything else. It's just an active night. Always is for some reason. It's like you God, think Lel you know, Shimurim would be a little less active, oh, huh? I mean, I, that's wow. what I thought of. You know, like we sit down, all of a sudden everyone's like, you know, Kadesh, or up, oh, and we're out to a call. You know, we come back, or and boom, out to another call. You know, it's the second you sit down, and everyone's like, all right, you know, forget the Shulchan Aruch, let's go. You know, and unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because as a kid, I spent. Are you familiar with the uh, Jerusalem geography? Sure. So you know what Givat Mordechai is? Of course. You know that it, it had a fire station? Yes, of course. It, it may still have, does it? They still, still have a form there. Still. At the bottom of Rehob Shachal. Correct. I spent a lot of time there as a kid, a really? lot of time on that street. Okay. And the joke was mm -hmm. that it was the least used fire department on planet Earth. Right. Because <laughs> Israel's all stone and there's never a fire in Israel. <laughs> then, right. I, then I grow up. And I see that that's not the case. That is not the case whatsoever. Even in Jerusalem, right? Even in Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, Tveria, wherever you want to go, there are there are some stations that are you know that are less active, right. and you have that in the same thing in New York. If right. stations are less active, one more than you know some stations that are more active. 
Haifa, um, Haifa and Tel Aviv are the two most active stations in Israel. Right. Um, we, I know here the FDNY when there's an inactive station, people joke that they that the firefighters sleep in their pajamas. I guess in your in your department, yeah. nobody sleeps in their pajamas. I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just change real quickly. <laughs> You're extra yeah. speedy. Yeah, look, you know, I, I you want to be sleep comfortable. comfortable yeah. You know? Like, I don't want to sleep in my, you know, nasty stuff. So I get changed, you know. Like, That's great. You, you do what you got to do, you know. How, how, how heavy is your equipment, the basic equipment? Like, um, when you go to a call, you're wearing at least what? You're wearing at least an extra 15 kilos. You're talking about 30, 40 pounds of gear with you when minimum. you're minimum walking in you know boots uh boots pants you know jacket and uh and you know tank on your back can we talk about the the, the closest call you ever had in terms of your own life or you don't discuss um that? yeah i mean thank god you know we're, we're very professional and we're very very yeah, but we know uh, that even professionals unfortunately you know for sure are victims of accidents. um so i mean i really have to say i, I haven't had any crazy crazy close calls but there have been some times where where you know uh, we went. We went searching through. We got a call in a um, in a warehouse, and we were searching through. And as we were searching and going and moving through the building, um, we just you know completely lost sight of where our door was. And we weren't going in with a knot. We weren't going in with a hose. Um, we just were going into search and rescue. And there was another team on the other side who was coming in with uh, with water. And we got to a point. We got to a corner. And we, kind of, and we looked through the thermal imaging camera, and we saw the wall in front of us was completely red hot. And you couldn't see the fire yet because the the smoke was so thick, wow. but you could see how the heat of it. And me and my partner kind of looked at each other and went, you know, like, oh boy, that wall I think is, it's time to leave. That wall is going to come down. <laughs> and right? that wall is going to come down. And as, you know, to, you know, we turned around and tried and, you know, continued searching the room. And once we finished searching the room, I would say about 15 seconds or 10 seconds later, the wall did come down, right. fire raging and coming through. So, I mean, that was, I guess, a close call. I guess. You know, I mean, you were I, saved by 15 seconds, frankly. You know, as, you want to know what? Again, it, it was our professionalism and our and our knowledge of fire and chemistry, physics, of what's going on at that time, being able to read the situation correctly, that we said, okay, it is time to get out of here. Let's move. Right. You know, versus, let's say, somebody else who was not <laughs> as professional would have said, nah, I'll keep searching and keep moving, and I'll check the wall, and, he, you know, something much worse could have happened. Right. Does one pray in that situation? You know, I'll be honest. I, excluding the army, I never was in a situation where I looked up and I was like, "God, please help me now." Right. You know, um, when you go into a fire, you don't think about it. You think about the people that are in front of you, making sure to save whoever you got to save or or do whatever you got to do. Were there times you've entered a structure thinking nobody was inside and discovered someone was inside? Sure, that happens. Yeah, um, we had a, you know, we had. We had some tough calls where everyone said, you know, building's clear, we got to go, and uh, unfortunately showed up, and uh, there was one person left. Wow. You know, we had to uh, bring him out. Uh, I'll tell you, Rabbi Rothbox, do we agree he's a hero of Israel or not? I, he doesn't uh, yeah, yeah, look. I don't he, care what he, he says. That, that, that <laughs> hero word is, uh, is, is very, very strong and, uh, and a little bit overdue. You how know, many, we're not heroes. How many total heroes are in the department? We have um, 2,678 firefighters. And you deal with, in the five in Tel Aviv, you deal with how many firefighters? We have 120 in our station. And you know all of them? Of course. We're right. all brothers. Right. Well, you know your brother growing up, right? Yeah, but 120, that's, you know, it's a challenge remembering everyone. It's a big everyone. family. 
Right. You know? <laughs> Knowing the wives and the kids, that's a challenge. Right. But the brothers themselves, <laughs> we all know each other. And are firefighters uh, good cooks, as we get the impression from movies oh, yeah. and television? They are good cooks. Oh, yeah. I mean, any time. Even in Israel. Nachum, you are always more than welcome to come challenge you have our to tell cooking school. You got to tell me when to show up. The door is always open to you whenever I a, you want. But I want to show up when the best cook is preparing right. lunch. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I'll make sure he's on If you don't like it, you could always go to that restaurant that's open until 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. Or hello, Tim. A little la lasagna. Yeah, right. There you go. They never had a fire, thank God. No, no, no. You never know with that lasagna. You never know what they go up It could be a little fiery. (laughs) (laughs) The Sinai Annual Benefit Dinner happens on the 25th of February. Not only um, uh, will you be able to support an amazing cause, but you'll be able to meet and see a brand new film uh, about Yaakov Gutman. Uh, It'll premiere at the Sinai Dinner. It's called Walking Through Fire, Overcoming Disabilities and Painful Loss. He, Yaakov Rose, to create his own destiny. In addition to Yaakov Gutman, who is an alum, as we heard earlier, of Sinai and a hero of this feature film, Chazen Shim and Ruthie Kramer of Riverdale, New York, Dr. Joshua and Amy Fogelman of Fairlawn, uh, Drs. Gerardo and Perla Blanovich of Englewood, Shimmy Stein of Bergenfield, he'll be recognized as a uh, Shomer Sheriti Israel awardee, and as a community partnership award being given to Lawrence and Sarah, CEO of and Sarah ShopRite Supermarkets and his entire family. The dinner program, as we said, will include the short documentary Walking Through Fire. If you've been intrigued by this conversation, I am sure you'll be fascinated by the film on the 25th of February. Information about all of this, it's happening Sunday, February 25th at the Glen Point Marriott Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey. Starts at 445 with the program at 630. It's SinaiDinner.org. SinaiDinner.org is the trailer on the site? Yes. Trailer for the film, which is just short. You'll see it, folks. It's short and to the point. It's on the site, SinaiDinner.org. Uh, an absolute pleasure to have you in studio. I, I, could do this, I could do this for the next couple hours, but I don't know <laughs> if that's fair to people coming up after me. Um, but just the incredible work and um, the heroism and the dedication to the people of Israel is remarkable. Thank I, you. I, Thank I you mean, very much. And there's no such thing as an average day, right? You never know what the day is no, going to bring. That's the beauty of my job. I get to go in and I just go, okay, let's see what happens. Do you have to go around inspecting fire hydrants and things like that? Sure. Yeah, we have fire stuff. inspectors, we have fire marshals, arson detectives. Calls uh, about gas know. leaks and things like that? Of course. All gas the time? leaks are actually one of the biggest things. I don't know if, if who's been following up the news or, whatever, or anything else, but uh, about four or five months ago in Yafo, there was a massive, massive gas explosion. Um, and we showed up on scene. We had, unfortunately, we lost three people there. Wow. Uh, three lives were lost What was lost the source? Um, a guy was selling illegal gas out of his, uh, out of his building, and it was a huge, huge tank, and literally, a, you know, in Israel, it's concrete. Right. It's not, you know, wood, wood-built structures. Right. Blew the entire structure. I mean, we're talking almost massive a- collapsing. We had to bring in the army to help us with, uh, with you know, bringing hydraulic tools and, uh, and tractors. And is, is there else. a fire section of the army? Sure. Yeah, it's the air force. The air force is a huge, huge fire. Has firefighters. And they cooperate wonderfully with you. Yeah, we are we are very much so hand in hand. We go back and forth. We brought in a dog unit to make sure to check for bodies. I mean, it was really uh, it was a massive, massive procedure that went on. You know, Tel Aviv Yafo reminds me that you have a very mixed population in that, that area. That's correct. Does the Arab population get along with the firefighters like everyone else? Um, some do. Um, they're realizing it more now as we're responding more. You know the. The Arab-Israeli conflict is is obviously very strong, and it makes a um, makes a very big impact. And on the day to day, as a fireman, when you're driving the truck, you know you you don't feel it. 
You know, people are just respective. Okay, these guys are here to come save us. You know, it's a big difference, again, of, you know, holding a gun and holding a fire hose. Right. You know, a gun is, is you know, has, has these negative connotations that come with it. A ho- you know, the fire hose is, we're just coming to save you. I don't care if you're white, black, right. Asian, Arab, Jew, or whatever. You know, race, creed, and culture don't care for or us. Or a visitor from Africa. Or a visitor from Africa, <laughs> exactly. Talk about the current you know, news. <laughs> um, you know, it does, doesn't bother us, and it doesn't bother them. It just lets it, let us do our job, let us get in there, let us save you, and let us go home. All right. Unbelievable. Yaakov Gutman, uh, he'll be there at the Sinai Dinner, 25th of February, SinaiDinner.org, or by Rothwax. Anything to add? No, I just just that, and I'm sitting here, I've heard the story so many times. And still, <laughs> you still get it, right? I'm still, you know, I wouldn't say choked up, but I'm, I, 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 get, I get emotional. I, the story of Yaakov is a story of perseverance, and uh, everybody, you know, has the opportunity to persevere with the struggles that they have in their life, no matter what. And, and Yaakov has shown our students, he actually spent the day on Tuesday in school, oh, talking to uh, all of the Kushner High School students, our students. That was intense. The questions that were asked were really Just from the Just the fact that they found out you're a firefighter, they must have yeah. freaked out. Just that I alone. Mean, <laughs> between the firefighter and what I did in the army, the kids were just, you know, oh, okay, so what about this, what about this, what about this? And I was more, more than happy to answer all their questions, to sit with them, to talk with them. And, and it's really the big reason that I came here was to, to be for the kids. Wow. Beyond the coolness of it, the, the kids were asking questions about what was it like to be bullied? What was it right. like, you know, how did you feel? And, and you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, a model of perseverance for, for all of our kids. Unbelievable. Mom will be at the dinner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mom, wife, son. Oh, well, maybe son. We got to see if he'll be up for it. But if not, definitely mom and wife. Phenomenal. Um, just incredible. I make sure, please, mm-hmm. that by Rothwax or whoever's in charge there at that dinner, Mentions your greatest claim to fame that you are a lifeguard at Camp Masora. Oh, that's after, right. After all, we don't want Ari Katz, yeah. who's probably <laughs> listening right now. We don't want him to overlook the fact uh, that a great hero of Israel is a Camp Masora alum. Oh, it's not only not only as a lifeguard, but yeah. also a camper. There, there. you go. All uh, right, camper there from Shalhevet all the way through, kept as a lifeguard and. Uh, Oh my God! Best experiences in the summer. Get so, about the impact of Sinai in this so, thing. We should get Ari in here. <laughs> yeah. so, so, if you, so if you at all visit during the summer, we, you and I will drive up to Missouri for the day. My pleasure. It'll and be we'll an speak honor. to the kids up there. And I'll be great. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much my for being pleasure. here. Just uh, an, an incredible visit. Uh, a big thank you to uh, Yaakov Gutman, to Rabbi Rothwax, and to all of you who again are going to be supporting Sinai. Uh, through this amazing gathering on the 25th of February in Teaneck. Go to SinaiDinner.org, SinaiDinner.org, or dial 201-833-1134. This is JM in the AM. Thank <laughs> you. 
Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web and AchimSingle.com on the AchimSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Whoa, that would not be a good idea to start the show all over again, would it? I don't think so. All right, coming up next, Charlie Harari unlocking greatness, then spin class with Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder. Jew in the City Speaks happens at 10 o'clock, and Miriam L. Wallach speaks with Craig Dershowitz of Artists for Israel at 10.30 this morning. I'll speak to you next during the live lunch. Uh, can't thank Yaakov Gutman enough. What an amazing and incredible conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were inspired by it. Have a fabulous Thursday and an incredible Rosh Chodesh Adar. Well, tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.